Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your day three recap for this week's WGC Dell Technologies match play. Joining me to break it all down, Greg Ducharme is here. Greg, we are about this close to having the Sweet 16 set. 15 of the spots have already been accounted for. We've just got one more to go on a very long, fun day of golf. I I can't believe... I mean, it, it's cool when this starts to finally take shape and you get a sense of what actually happens. But I've always enjoyed this day where, uh, you know, uh, there's all the math problems and all the figuring out of what exactly is going on, who's going to come out on top. Unfortunately, most of them today didn't go my way, which is disappointing. It's just so hard to figure this tournament out. It is unbelievable what people run into. Like There are guys you're disappointed in and then you look at the scorecards and you're like man they played pretty well they yeah. just i mean how does kevin kisner shoot 20 what he shoot 28 it was crazy yeah he uh he barnstormed justin thomas justin thomas played well enough but not well enough to beat kevin kisner you and i were talking just before we went hot uh two hours ago i was sniffing myself i thought i was gonna have five six maybe seven guys get through i was looking good Eventually, maybe three of them go to a playoff. I lose all three, and now my bracket is uh, has been deposited in my trash can. But it's that that it's it's really incredible how quickly all of this stuff can change. Yes, um, it it happens so fast, especially when you're in a situation today. There, there's only one match today where the it was between just these two individuals, which was Norrin and Connors. Every other Every other group had a, a third player in the mix, which just makes it so fascinating. Uh, well, he beats him. All of a sudden, you end up with a playoff. And I can't believe we didn't get a three-way playoff. It it it, um, it seemed like we were going to it at some point. It never happened. You just don't know how these things are going to play out. And again, in 18 holes, these guys are all so good. I was having a conversation earlier today about this, where if you take a 72 hole stroke play event and you look at the guys that played the best, they have days where they don't fill it up. There's one day at least at one nine, at least where things just don't go in. And yet they're still in contention at the end of the week. But in this tournament, depending on when you have that round and who you're playing against and what they do, what their bad round looks like, it, it makes all the difference in the world. So it's, it's fascinating how the, uh, how these matches end up turning out. And the, I think the group stage honestly makes it even more interesting. It really does. Well, we've got uh, eight matches coming on Saturday morning. And of course, they're going to play two rounds on Saturday, then two rounds on Sunday to decide our champion, Greg. But let's spend a minute or two on each one of these matchups. Here we go. Uh, Takumi Kanaya comes out of group 
number seven. That's Xander Shoffley's group. And we'll face Corey Connors, who comes out of group 10. Kanaya uh, beats Lucas Herbert in a playoff. He was uh, min-priced on DraftKings, Greg. He had some of the longest odds to get out of his group. And now he's going to have to run into the Canadian Connors, who came out of one of the groups of death. Yeah, yes. Um, which turned out to be a little, not quite a group of death um, because of Paul Casey, which is just unfortunate. But, you know, you look at what what Corey Connors has done, and it's been pretty, pretty good play in the two rounds that he really played. It was it was quite good. He had a stretch in the middle of the back nine against Louie, where he lost a couple holes in a row, uh, made three bogeys in a row. But other than that, it's been pretty good. But again, Takumi Kanaya is a guy that we talked about briefly on Monday. That group, we all three of us, you, you see, and I all said that look just looks like a trap. It, it looks like a trap. It looks like it's Xander Shoffley. I fell into the trap. I went Xander. Um, he was my best bet, and it didn't work out. But Takumi Kanaya, I thought was the guy um, was was one of the guys who could really sneak up and take advantage because he he's been playing really well. You just don't see a lot of it here. It's a, a lot of it is international and. Look, it just shows how how good the um, how strong the game is on a, at a global level. I was a Lucas Herbert backer. He lost to Kanaya, missed a two foot seven inch putt yeah. in the playoff. Ooh, not that so should have been his. Should have been his. Colin Morikawa finally, eventually closes out Jason Kokrak and moves on out of Group Two. Whole face Abraham answer and Greg. I I had to read the outline a couple of times here. Abraham answer has not trailed in a match yet this week. Oh mama. He's feeling himself. I mean, look at what he did against, uh, against Kokrak today. I mean, what five, I mean, five under par holes in a row, including an Eagle at number five, he goes birdie, birdie, Eagle, birdie, birdie. I mean, how are you going to beat that? Kokrak made three birdies in that stretch. That that's a, that's a really scary sign. You, you, you're playing against a guy who has that stretch and he, and you take him to 18 and he's got a birdie 18 to beat you. I mean, that that's ridiculous. That, that match was unbelievable. The golf that both of them played. So really, really fun match there. And he's going to be hard to beat. I, even Abraham answer who's played great golf. Morikawa plays like that again, which is unlikely because I mean, how, how, you can't, you can't play that way twice in a row. Right? I mean, there's no way. Um, but boy, he looks good. Not going to be a lot of balls hit out of the rough or that dormant area. Lots of fairways for that Morikawa answer yeah. matchup on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, going a little bit further, Adam Scott escapes group 11. That's Jordan Spieth's group. And Kevin Kisner, as we alluded to, uh, just buzzsawed Justin Thomas this morning. He goes 3-0. He gets out of the group phase. And now you've got two really seasoned veterans with a lot of match play experience under their belt. This is low-key one of my favorite matchups, Kisner versus Adam Scott on Saturday morning. Adam Scott's first time out. Um, out out of his group, and I, I don't think he's ever gotten out of his group. Um, very very interesting. He played nicely today. I, I I think this was a little bit of a softer group, but um, but he played really nice. He was bogey free through six. He played. They played sixteen holes. He made four birdies, no bogeys. That's really really solid playing. But you're going up against Kevin Kisner, who is uh, he he just loves this golf course. And loves match play. I mean, look at the way he started. He goes birdie, birdie, par, birdie, birdie, eagle, par, birdie. 
And at that time, that's through eight holes. Justin Thomas is three under through eight holes, and, and he's he's four down. It, it's unimaginable. And then he just pars in and wins on fifteen. It, it, it's uh, so. What are we going to get out of Kisner? I I think that you, you're the favor here is Kisner, but Adam Scott's been playing well. That's all I can say. Uh, it's a perfect storm course and format for Kevin Kisner. He's, he's just so right. good here. So good in this format. Another Kevin, this time, nah, exiting out of group 14. That was Joaquin Neiman's group. And then Will Zalatoris is holding the crown after coming out of group three. And both of these went to a playoff. Greg nah defeats Maverick McNeely, unfortunately for me to get out of 14. And then after, uh, beating, Victor Hovland in their match this morning. Zalatoris defeats him in a playoff, uh, a, a, a an unbelievable matchup. One of those guys had to go home, and it's Zalatoris who moves on. Well, uh, Zalatoris looked like he's putting a little better. If he puts right? like that, the, the world is in trouble. He's, he talked yeah. about a couple of adjustments he made, Greg. Oh, my God. He made everything. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's scary. It makes Kyle Porter look really smart. That's for sure. Uh, so look, it, that was it was great for him to get out of the match. I, I love that situation where you're in control of your own destiny. And if you're if you're two and zero oh, and you're playing against a guy who's got one and a half points, it's between the two of you. It it just it's all up to you. It doesn't matter that you're you have more points than them right now. What matters is what happens at the end. So I, I love that situation where. Um, you can force the playoff and then you get to you're staring him in the face the whole time and you get to play him again. And Will Zalatoris is able to get through. But uh, but Kevin Nas is a scary guy in match play, too. He doesn't have the record of a Kevin Kisner, but he's very, very similar, very comparable. And I would very much not want to play against him. You look at what he's done on the back nine so far this week. Uh, he was three, four, uh, yeah, three under three under the first round. Three under with four birdies the second round. He made a double in the in the third today on eleven, but made four birdies after that. So the guy loves the back nine here, which is um, I would say frightening. The other side of the bracket, Seamus Power will battle Terrell Hatton. Hatton earned all three points out of group 13. Power gets out of Patrick Cantlay's group. Both these guys playing really well. I love the way Terrell Hatton sets up for kind of match play situations. This course, he can kind of lean into his strengths a little bit. This will be a fun one as well. Yes, um, he has been incredibly steady, very steady, Terrell Hatton. Um, and I'm proud to say that that was one of the guys that I actually got through. Um, and it was unlikely. I, I didn't feel great about it going in, but it ends up happening. But he's been hitting the ball really well. He's been putting really well. It's been all around steady. I like the way he sets up just like you. Uh, and I and I think he's going to be a tough out. Seamus Power is it, it's he he played great again. It's like he's back. It's like that. Whatever happened at Pebble Beach, he kind of shook off in this format. Um, and and if you start to see the Seamus power that we saw before, you know, um, leading into the first two rounds of, of the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, then that's a really good player. That's a top player in the world, far better than a seed. Um, and, and I think he can give Hatton a really good match. So another unpredictable one between two very talented Europeans. 
All right, moving right along, and I see a rematch from last year's final. Scotty Scheffler, who goes five, six holes deep, whatever ended up being in a playoff, uh, to edge out Matt Fitzpatrick, will take on the defending champion, Billy Horschel. I have to admit, Greg, I can't tell you how I'm, how impressed I am with both of these guys. To not only hmm. defend your crown and get out of your group like Billy Horschel is doing, but for Scotty Scheffler to come out from probably the deepest, most difficult group, do it in a playoff against Matt Fitzpatrick, who was playing great. These two guys, unfortunately, are going to run into each other in the Sweet 16, but this is... a uh, a fairly cool, low-key heavyweight bout. It's absolutely, in this format, absolutely a heavyweight bout. But even before that, think about what Billy Horschel's been doing uh, um, before the Players' Championship, right? I mean, I know he withdrew. That gave me a little bit of concern heading into this week. But his play leading into that at the Honda, at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, um, and, and even before that was just phenomenal. So he is in great form in a format he very clearly loves and he's comfortable and scotty scheffler is extremely he looks extremely comfortable where i used to wonder what he would do in big moments he's come he's got an eight footer under the gun uh, uh the most amount of pressure imaginable in, in a format like this and you know it's going in and it does the tee shot he's he's hitting it extremely Extremely long and straight in the playoff, he was pounding the ball. That's going to be hard to beat. I have a feeling he's going to get his revenge against Billy tomorrow. Dustin Johnson gets out of his own group. That's number eight. And Richard Bland, that's right, Richard Bland gets out of group nine. These two golfers could not be any more different, Greg. And the odds makers have made Dustin Johnson the largest favorite out of any one of these groups. He's minus 255 to Richard Bland's plus 205. That is the most mismatched matchup in the Sweet 16. Yeah, on paper anyway. Um, but <laughs> yeah, look, DJ has played this golf course very well in the past. He made it to the final. He won. He won here. Uh, he beat John Rahm in the finals here. So he's done very well on this golf course. R Richard Bland has too in his first three matches. He seems to be hanging in there. But I do think Richard Bland came out of a much weaker group than Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson had to go up against a very good Max Homa. To a very good Maxoma today and just didn't didn't give him room to breathe on the back nine. He is a force. And I think we're heading for we're heading right for a John Rom Dustin Johnson matchup a little later in the bracket. Oh, okay. I would like that. But what I would like a little bit more is a Dustin Johnson Brooks Kepka matchup. <laughs> Winner of Group 16, Brooks Kepka rolls 3-0 and on the week. John Rahm, despite losing to Patrick Reed on day three, does indeed get out of Group 1. And this is the heavyweight bout. This is the, in my opinion, uh, by far the best matchup of the Sweet 16. And whoever ends up winning this event might come out of this matchup. Yeah, or the next, or the next one. Just the next. don't sleep on Dustin Johnson, right? So th those two are. Um, that's where it is the real tipping point. And I'm not trying to count out Richard Bland because he could, he could beat DJ. Remember what happened with Ted Potter at Pebble Beach a couple years ago? Just sometimes, sometimes when there's that big of a difference in distance, it can it, it's challenging. And anyway, um, I, I, I digress on that. Look, John Rom lost today. And he made a couple of sloppy mistakes down the stretch. 
but he still made six birdies and he looks really good. And I, I just, I know Kepka looks great too, but this just feels like it's John Rom's time for me. And I almost like the fact that he lost today, that he got one out of the way. Um, I, I think he's going to be really hard for Kepka to take down tomorrow. All right, Greg, those are the Sweet 16 matchups, and they will get right back out there and play another round. So we'll be down to the Final Four on Saturday. What I want to do is I want to take a look at the odds. I want to give a quick one-and-done update, and I want to talk a few odds and ends. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. And we're back. The odds are out. And John Rahm, no surprise, the favorite to win the WGC Dell Technologies match play, according to our friends over at Caesars Sportsbook. But he's a co-favorite with Colin Morikawa. And Caesars is not going to get burned by Dustin Johnson or Scotty Scheffler. Those two are right behind. And those four golfers, Greg, are the only four that are below 12 to 1. Yeah, and it, it makes sense. I mean, those are your heavy hitters. Those are the guys. If you're looking at a Ryder Cup situation, you're saying, "Hey, you're gonna they're gonna go five matches." It kind of seems like the U.S. has a lot of those guys. Um, but it, they, I, I understand where the, these numbers are coming from. Uh, I, and the interesting thing is that they come to a head, at least with DJ and and uh, yes. and Rom. And if Scotty Scheffler gets to the final four, he'll get in there too. So Morikawa would have a, a, the clearest path. He wouldn't have to play any of those three players before he reaches the final four, but it's still, it, it's still not an easy road. I mean, Abraham answers is difficult. He, he could be extremely, be a, a really difficult match too. talk about a match of ball strikers. My good. Um, that would be phenomenal. And then the one that really sticks out to me on this odds board, Rick, is Kevin Kisner. Um, I, I love that number for him. And and you see who he's got. A, I mean, it does. It almost doesn't matter who he plays. He just goes out and makes birdie after birdie. He he will wear you out in match play. So I think he is definitely worth um, worth a shot. Are are you surprised so, at all about Billy Horschel's number? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I, I think the left side of the bracket is by far the hardest side of the bracket to get through. Yeah, I, mean, you I, just got, I agree. It, it's Scotty Scheffler immediately for Billy Horschel and eventually one of probably Rom Kepka or DJ and then whoever comes out of the other. It's 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 the really hard side. Your, your point about Kisner is well taken because uh, so the way that I have this, I, I have a Brooks outright ticket from before the event. So I'm happy there. But the the or the the Zalatoris at 12 to one number. Uh, is the same as Kisner's, which I, I like coming out of the bottom right half of the bracket because that's the, I mean, Zalatoris has to go through Na and then either Kisner or Adam Scott. You have K K uh, Takumi Kanaya, Corey Connors, and then eventually you'd get to probably Colin Morikawa. But if somebody else goes on a run, you could get a situation where Zalatoris or Kisner could be favored in like all of their matchups, depending on how this thing shakes out. So I like right. a guy coming from that bottom right-hand portion of the bracket for value. Oh, yeah, if, if it's not more for value. But uh, looking on paper, I, I think an answer with the potential to face Takumi Kanaya, if he just continues this little heater, he, he might cool off against a guy like Morikawa. And now you're, you're in a, a really big mismatch. So I'm I'm very curious to see how that plays out, but I ultimately I, I think that bottom right is um, 
it, it looks like that could be a nice spot. It looks like he could get a Kisner to get Scott on an off day and catch a Zalatoris when he's not filling it up like crazy with the putter. And, and he is. And so all of a sudden it, it could look pretty easy in a way, but I, we, Rick, there's nothing easy in this tournament. There's there's really not two quick things and we'll get out of here. The one and done is down to Jacob and the fans because those are the only two that got their golfer through. Jacob is riding Kevin Kisner. Good job, Jacob. You've got a hot ticket and the fans, oh my, went with Scotty Scheffler. Everybody else whiffed and we will not be around for the rest of this event. And then finally, Greg, uh, Brian Miller on Twitter points out that the feud, the whole thing that started this coach versus Greg feud, Russell Henley versus Paul Casey uh, combined for exactly zero points, Greg. You will be awarded zero points and God have mercy on your soul. (laughs) Uh, Look, this was a complete disaster. And, I mean, honestly, coach should have seen this coming with Paul Casey. I'm only teasing. This was uh, a really, (laughs) this was just an unfortunate situation. And if I end up winning, it's not the way I want to win. And it's disappointing. I don't, I'm looking at my bracket though. And I don't think it matters. I I don't know what I got to look at coach's bracket. The, the, my saving grace could be John Rom. I need John Rom to win this thing. And then, and then I think I'll I'll beat him. But if John Rom loses tomorrow morning, I mean I could do a TikTok dance tomorrow morning for you. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay, it's, uh, one. It's ugly. Have you been practicing? No, not the dance. My bracket. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh the dance will not be ugly. Got it. Okay. Uh, well, speaking okay. of brackets, I'll leave you all with this. Our bracket challenge got two thousand one hundred and seventy-six people. By far the largest private bracket contest on PGATour.com. So thank you very much. There are about fifteen of you that got nine out of sixteen through. No one got 10 out of 16, but KD O'Neal has 11 out of 16 through, and they are sitting pretty at the top of the bracket challenge. So very well done, KD. Uh, wow. So far, so good. Lots, lots of golf still to be played, but 11 out of 16 through. That is the pace setter. You allow you allow wizards into your tournament, Rick? Apparently I, mean, I do. You got to add like a robot. I, I am not a robot box to check. Cause that that's crazy in this thing. Eleven out of sixteen. Good on you. That that is nice. Love it. Well, that'll do it. We'll be back after uh, the final putt drops in the Elite Eight tomorrow. Two full rounds, and then of course back again on Sunday. But for now. Let me thank producer Jacob does all the hard work behind the scenes that right there. Greg Ducharme. You can find him on Twitter at the real GFD and you can find me at Rick run. Good. This has been the first cut and we'll catch you next time.